Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the Cyber Pro Podcast, industry leaders share their insights. It's about five questions in nine minutes because hackers never sleep. Let's get to it. We have a repeat offender guest on the podcast. Charles is back on. He was on episode number 54 in April of 2021, so well over two years ago. But Charles, we're super excited to have you back and let's get right to it. First question for you. Thank you very much. What have you been up to since last being on the Cyber Pro Podcast? Oh man. Um, so what I've been up to, I have been, well, I've been teaching a lot of at my cat, other, other places. Um, I just started actually, I signed the contract about two weeks ago. I am working on a book for Wiley about, uh, cyber data science. So if I can crank it out as per schedule, um, it will be out in, well, the draft is due in January and I don't know how long their, their post pub takes, but, uh, hopefully sometime next year. That's amazing. Congratulations on that. We will definitely keep our eye on it. And uh, when it comes out, you'll have to send it to us. Uh, send us the link at least, and then we can get people to come look at it. Definitely. So how has the cybersecurity landscape evolved over the past few years? Um, so in my opinion, the biggest thing has changed and just kind of like also the data area is the interest in AI and kind of like the, from a cyber perspective, what I'm concerned about and what I've been spending a lot of time kind of researching is just how AI systems can be broken and attacked and what are the risks associated with that. It's something in my opinion that not enough people are looking into and not enough people are talking about. There's a, a growing body of academic research on that. So it's it's a known it's a known thing, but I, I taught at Black House this last year and I added all, uh, a lot of new content about that specific topic because it's something I, I really, I, I feel very strongly about and it's something that people need to understand. So yeah. Nice. And and bonus question here right away. Does that include using AI to actually break AI? Um, so I hadn't, that was kind of not how I was looking at it. It's certainly something that can be done. I, in, in a way, it sort of is because a lot of the ways you can attack um, models are AI, like machine, I'm thinking really machine learning models here, uses machine learning. So effectively, yes. Fair, fair. And I think it's important that we understand the difference, right? So uh, we'll talk about that. You'll see that in a bonus question, which is super cool. Uh, and so people will be chatting about that a little bit further. But let's jump to the official third question. And okay. I think I might know the answer to this, but I'm curious to see where you take this because I know your cyber, your data, your your all sorts of really cool stuff. But are there any emerging trends or technologies or even approaches that you are excited about? So I am actually, so yeah, you probably guess. I, for the last year or so, I've been really kind of poking at just... AI and breaking AI and machine learning and so forth. For me, that's the that's really something I'm very interested in. And yeah, I don't think I need to elaborate much more on that. But that to me, and I think there's not a lot of like from my perspective, it's not just like uh, getting models to do things that maybe you didn't think about. But there's also the risk of IP theft. There's the risk of you know with with all the GPT based and similar large language models you can get them to do things that the authors didn't intend via prompt injection attacks. And, uh, and so there's a lot of kind of mischief that, that, and, and, uh, ways that they can be exploited. So that's, for me, that's, it's, it's, it's good for us cyber people. Cause I think it's going to keep us employed for a while. I love it. Love it. Could you share a real world cybersecurity story and any lessons or takeaways that we can learn from it? Um, so, uh, so, okay, so there was one, um, this is kind of a research story. So recently I was looking at a library, um, it's called Pandas AI, and it, it basically allows a user 
to interact via kind of like GPT style interface with their uh, with like a, a, a data frame or or a CSV file or something like that, which I thought was really cool. However, it also I was doing some experimenting with it, and it turns out you can use it to execute arbitrary code. You can basically tell the LLM, "Hey, do something completely different," and it will in fact generate code to do that. So that was kind of a real world situation where if someone wasn't aware of that and used that in a production system, it could actually really cause some damage because it opens up a huge security hole. Um, and additionally, what, what kind of concerns me about this is that I'm not really sure it may, it, it's possible to defend against some of these kinds of attacks. Because like, if you think about a web app, uh, the way we traditionally defend against against you know people doing bad things is we control the, the inputs and the outputs. We make sure any, any input gets validated and any output also is what we expect it to be. Whereas with LLMs, oftentimes the output, the input is just text, and you have to understand the meaning of that text to really be able to, uh, you know, understand if it's malicious or not. And so, if you can't do that, then it's it's uh, that that becomes a much harder problem because then you have to kind of ask it like, is this in fact a malicious prompt? And the LLM may not know, or may not have any way of knowing. So, I'm I'm kind of curious to see how that evolves over the next few years to see if there's a way of kind of detecting malicious prompts when, you know, so um, in order to, to prevent these kinds of attacks from happening. Uh, that's that's very intriguing, and I haven't even thought about it, but now I will, of course. So, so final question is more of a fun question for you. I would love to hear, we previously asked you what your favorite piece of retro technology is, but I'm curious, what is your current piece of technology that just makes you smile? Um... Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> current piece of technology that makes me smile. Um, I love good audio equipment. I feel it's something that like is kind of dying. Um, and so, I mean, like people get all these like Alexa devices and think home things, but like really awesome and like you know, you know like audio equipment that to me makes me smile. And so, yeah. <laughs> nice, Charles. Thank you so much for being on the CyberPro podcast again. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you for tuning into the CyberPro podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on new podcasts and all of our cool bonus content.